Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 141 of On the Flank. I'm on your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we've, uh, we're have we barely into the offseason, and, and we already have like a full page of, of, uh, of show notes here. Tons of pickups and, and drops all over the place very quickly, um, including some... The o- second show in a row, even. Yeah, exactly. And including some good Overwatch 2 content we have to talk about as well. Uh, I mean, I did not expect <laughs> to have this much to talk about here in uh, late October, but here we are, Joe. Let's, let's jump into it. Um, Absolutely. And let's start with that Overwatch 2 content. Uh, some more Overwatch 2 gameplay of the pros playing Overwatch 2, of course, back when they were in Hawaii, has dropped. So you get full VODs of, of some maps there. You get exclusive POVs of certain players as well. Um, I got a whole playlist down there of um, some Overwatch League pros playing New York, uh, Dorado, Havana, um, which I thought, just to jump into it, I thought were super great to see, um, specifically Dorado and Havana, because I am in agreement with most people who thought during halftime we maybe should have, instead of Rome, seen a map that we already know. And I think seeing them play on Dorado and Havana, were it was so much easier to understand the changes in Overwatch 2, Joe. Like, it, it, when you see them on New York and Rome, it's just too much new. That you're just like, okay, what's happening? I don't know how this would look in Overwatch 1, right? But if you watch them on Dorado and Havana, you're like, okay, I know what these maps play like in Overwatch 1 already. Um, so I could just focus on the gameplay here. I could just focus on what's different there. And I thought it was super cool to watch. Um, and it made me very excited for Overwatch 2, honestly. I, I Before I was not too... I was like kind of... And I was kind of worried, maybe. I was like, okay, is there going to be enough different? But honestly, this is the first piece content that has gotten me really, really excited. And I look forward to seeing more. How about you, Joe? Would any Anything to point out from these? What did you enjoy about them? Yeah, not only did we see the, um, um, the, the maps that the spectators know how they play, and you can make those kind of direct comparisons, but I mean... Um, you, you know, the pros know how to play them too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I think there's there's real value in that. Um, um, and, and obviously, you know, the five v five is different and all this, but um, but yeah, just in terms of seeing, um, you know, content with any kind of semblance of potentially reality in the future. Um, yeah, it was super cool. And obviously, it's been it's been a while since this has been out, but um, we had um, notably we had Dorado uh, uh, during the daytime and Havana at night. Uh, both of which are not normally accessible, um, at least in Overwatch One. But um, you know, we, we've heard about the um, you know dynamic weather conditions and stuff that um, that they're they're working on uh, with the game. And so I, I assume it's that's sort of a hint as to things we can expect as well, uh, which is super interesting. Yeah, I think. Uh, I was trying to. Th- oh yeah, sorry, go ahead, Jeff. Didn't didn't know you were still. Yeah, go, you know, go ahead. I was trying to come up with my other comment. So. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was super cool to see them um, in different uh, different times of day for sure. I mean, it's always been cool to see see them there. I hope they do it with most of the Overwatch one maps because I, I particularly liked um, Dorado during the day, actually. Um, so yeah, yeah. My my other comment I remember was going to be was um, um, y- yeah that I think it's important to remember that 
95 or more percents of what we've seen of Overwatch 2 so far has all been PvP. Um, and I've, I have seen a little bit, um, you know, just out in the universe of people um, <laughs> upset and concerned that, um, that, you know, that we haven't seen anything super shockingly, strikingly new um, uh, in terms of what we've seen of Overwatch 2. But again, that's that has been, you know, primarily PvP. That's been a handful of new maps, um, some of which we still haven't seen yet. We haven't seen any new heroes. We haven't seen all of the reworks of all the Overwatch 1 heroes. And we haven't seen any of, you know, PvE changes and all, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I feel like there's there's definitely a lot to, <laughs> to come. Um, and a lot more that's going to be wrapped up in this package that um, definitely have to keep in the back of our minds um, <laughs> before we, you know, start making judgment before there's even a, a release date that's come out. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, once oh, everyone's going to be so hyped once they start actually revealing heroes and what they do and their abilities and all that stuff because we we haven't gotten that in over a year I, I can't even remember when echo came out at this point it might be two years might be coming up on two years so i i'm i'm mega excited to just see new heroes and apparently we should have like five or six of them so um hopefully hopefully we get that many uh, i'm excited to see them and we'll see them in overwatch league next year probably as well um all right uh, as far as overwatch one news goes halloween terror started uh, about a week ago so if you've been playing you know that for sure uh great skins as usual i mean overwatch has been killing it on the skins as of late um but yeah besides that i guess there is a mercy change as well just like a, a um something to to her guardian angel uh, a quality of life change type thing um, it's true. If you wanted to go down that, you can, Joe. Yeah, I can just jump into it. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the um, uh, yeah, Mercy Changes is a new um, uh, setting that you can set on the Guardian Angel ability. Um, and I, I was going to say, um, talking about you know live versus PTR, but I guess this is just a completely new change that's already live. So um, in the past. With Mercy, there was a uh, toggle for Guardian Angel. You could set either that um, um, when you press Shift or whatever button you have that bound to, um, it's uh, prefers beam target. Um, that, that could be either on or off. It was if it was on, you'd fly to whoever your beam was, um, even if you weren't directly facing them. Um, and if it was um, if that setting was off you would fly uh, wherever you were facing. So you could, you know, be healing someone, um, but fly um, to a different uh, ally, which is kind of nice. Uh, but there's a little bit of uh, changes to that now. So there's a, a couple different uh, target priority settings, as they've described it. Uh, first is facing target only, uh, where when you press the Guardian Angel button, you'll only ever fly to the ally you're aiming at, uh, regardless of where your beam is. Uh, there is prefer beam target, um, where it'll fly to your beam target if you have one. If you're not using your uh, healing or damage beam, it'll fly to wherever you're aiming at. Um, it'll say prefer facing target, so if you're facing someone, it'll fly there. If you've got your beam on him, um, it'll fly there, and I guess presumably if you don't have your beam on anywhere, it'll just pick the closest ally, or maybe nobody. Um, 
you, you know, closest ally to your to your crosshair, or maybe nobody. Um, and yeah, there you go. So the uh, when you hold down the button, you can buffer the input now until you um, sort of mouse over an uh, acceptable target. So I guess that just answered my own question <laughs> as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, Halloween Terror also super cool. Uh, lots of cool skins. Um, uh, <laughs> the the Roadhog Clown one I think was the the very first one they introduced. Yep. Um, that's, that's super cool. Yeah, the <laughs> keep raising the bar on that. I think you said. Oh yeah. Um, uh, and notably. Uh, yes, Junkin Science Revenge is back. Uh, they have like the bonus funky modes like they've had in the past. Um, um, notably, they're all unlocked right at the start. Uh, I think last year the way they did it was they had um, like six, you know, complicated hard mode special modes, but it was like two the first week and two the second week and two the third week. But um, uh, this time they're they're all unlocked right initially. So I thought that was that's uh, at least a notable change there. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the skin game just, they keep up in it, for sure. Uh, next is a post on Reddit, actually, from uh, almost a week ago now, uh, about uh, Blizzard, uh, Overwatch, the Overwatch team taking out um, any mentions of, of course, uh, McCree by name. They, if you don't know, announced that uh, McCree, they're changing his name. Um that hasn't been announced yet what it would be uh but they have taken out um almost all of the voice lines and interactions involving his name um with some exception some exceptions um mccree's spawn lines and echo's ultimate line when she duplicates mccree are still the same um so basically whenever mccree is referencing himself as mccree it, it's still in there um, and one last one where, um, where, who asks, Torbjorn asks what happened to McCree's arm. Uh, so those are the voice lines left. Um, some people on Reddit thought that maybe that means they were hinting to, to, uh, them finally revealing what happened to McCree's arm in his story of some sort soon. Uh, but we'll see, I guess. I mean... His name's not McCree anymore. It's it is just Cowboy for now, uh, and it was interesting in in Overwatch League Finals hearing them call him Cowboy all the time uh, because we've, we're just so used to to the McCree. Yeah, yeah. I think the um, I, I seem to remember in the post when they um, made one of those initial um, announcements about it, they were saying you know we're gonna um, make it a very you know. Very explicitly, we're going to make it, you know, part of the lore and and make the change. Um, um, and so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all um, if we see some of that, uh, you know, come out as a, you know, direct, um, direct response. And being, what am I trying to say? Um, the, 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 rather than having, you know, a, a you know, dev, dev post about, okay, here's McCree's new name. I assume it's going to come out in some kind of lore friendly way, which is is going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, should be exciting. Uh, we'll see when that happens, if it's Overwatch 2 or if it's Overwatch or what's going to happen. Um, all right. Uh, Joe, last week you mentioned that Overwatch League usually does a player contract status page on their website, and they finally did release that uh, on October 11th. So there's a, it's very interesting look at. Um, if you want to go check out just 
what happened to every player on on your team and stuff like that you can go check it out it's got every every player that was on the roster last year and basically if they're a free agent now if they've been re-signed how long they've been re-signed for if they have and stuff like that so um, and also gives reasonings. It, it, it basically just gives reasonings as well as to why they left or who decided to leave or what, what happened. Um, so, yeah, if you want to go check that out. I mean, we in last week's show, we obviously talked about a bunch of them. Some of them weren't confirmed yet that are on this page. Um, I don't know which ones. I can't remember what we talked about last week, Joe. Um, so I don't know which ones we missed or which ones are different or anything like that. Um but this page is very helpful, informational. Any of any of them that we didn't mention last week, Joe, that you know of, um, that um, or any like interesting the, ones? I remember looking on the page and being like, "Oh, so that's what happened," but I can't remember who <laughs> I was thinking that about. Yeah, I think one of the one of the significant ones, at least, was um, uh, Moth on the Gladiators. I think by by our last show, um, we hadn't heard much about him, but uh, when this page came out, it was confirmed that he was a free agent. Uh, the team declined his. Uh, his team option on his contract, um, uh, which, which again, which has been officially announced um, since our last show. Now, uh, I think that was one of the big things, mm-hmm. um, uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, but of course we're gonna <laughs> go through and, and touch all the touch on all those now as well. So yeah, um, and not only do they also have an off-season tracker, so. This one's probably going to be the one that's more updated. This one came out yesterday. Um, and, yeah, it's it just includes everything, uh, all the moves the teams have made. So the free agent tracker was showing basically based off who was on their team last year and all that stuff. This one will show free agent signings. So... Uh, if you want to go check out this page as well, you can you can go see um, who's got signed, who's departed on every team, um, and who's been traded, stuff like that. So yeah, um, let's get into the changes. Let's start over in the East, Joe, with the Chengdu Hunters who have dropped late young. Um, Chengdu, of course. Um, this is their second and only out of two departures. And according to their free agency page as well, almost everyone is re-signed. Uh, so Among Light Young, the only two gone, it would seem, uh, for the Chengdu Hunters. And I think it's mainly because they just uh, had signed these players. Uh, if you go to the page, almost all of them are under existing contract. A couple of them got new contracts. Jinmu and Leave specifically signed new contracts. Um, but you got people like Tarot Cookie, Jimmy, uh, Faraway, Monk, and Gaga, all Gaga and Nisha under uh, existing contracts. So, yep, two two tanks for the Chengdu Hunters, leaving Light Young and Among. They're left with Gaga, who I think there was was their best tank. So uh, that's the one to keep, I guess. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Joe? Yeah, and I, I know um, you know some of these teams we did sort of a, an assessment on last week, and, and not much has changed. And I think Chengdu is a good example of that. Um, um, not tons of changes. I'm sure they'll um, uh, fill in you know a little bit here and there, uh, if nothing else, uh, to you know come up with a, a tank player uh, alongside Gaga, I assume, for the final roster. But uh, uh, but, but yeah, other than that, we're 
we're you know continuing to watch Chunk do, I guess, more than anything at this point. Yep. Um, obviously, they. I mean, I guess technically they could just roll with Gaga next year because there's, um, there's only one tank in Overwatch too. But uh, I imagine they'll try to sign someone else there. That's what we will be looking at. But yeah, honestly, wouldn't be surprised if they just ran with what they have now. Uh, they have enough players. I, I don't see like, like I think Gaga's a good player. I think getting another tank definitely could help. But I, I don't. I wouldn't blame them if they just did this. Um, but I fully expect them to sign another tank. All right, uh, what's next? Philadelphia made some moves. The Philly Fusion. Um, so they dropped Rascal, Poco, Funny Astro, Ikiro, Hotba, um, and their head coach, 9K, leaves um, to repla- to be replaced by a Jin. Uh, and Chara, who you might recognize that name because he used to play for the Guangzhou Charge, uh, will now be the assistant coach. Um, and they made a tryouts post as well, so uh, that hinted uh, that they are only looking to side Koreans, or I guess anyone who can speak Korean. Um, all right, lots of lots of departures here. Uh, no additions quite yet, Joe. So uh, not looking not the most exciting time to be a Fusion fan. Obviously, they had a little bit of a disappointing year, uh, but losing losing some players like this not fun, especially really good players like Rascal, someone like Poco who has been on the team the entire time his entire career and EQO um, Hoppa who came in this year and actually turned some heads with uh, how good he ended up looking because everyone was like yeah he's washed but no he was pretty good and then top of my list is this dude Funny Astro who he's, he's still young this was his second year in the league he it was definitely a little worse than his first year but he's still one of the best players in this league so how you feeling about these Joe sad um I mean, obviously you got some talent there, but a little bit of a rough year at the same time, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, I think we're uh, over the the hump of the the rough off season as far as that goes. But um, I, I think planning for a um, a Korean a Korean coming roster, if not all Korean entirely, is definitely not um, out of. Um, is not unreasonable. I think, you know, they're left with Carpe and Alarm now on the roster, basically. Um, um, and so that's fine, I think, and that may well explain um, um, not keeping Funny Astro uh, uh, around as well, which um, definitely unfortunate. I, I fully expect um, uh, that he'll get p- picked up somewhere else, I would think. Um, uh, he'll make his way over to North America, maybe, but... Um, uh, but, but yeah, it sounds like we'll we'll we can expect um, Philly uh, to play in Asia if they're still doing regionals. You know, at this point um, next season, it looks like we can expect Philly to hang around there still. But uh, yeah, <laughs> like I said, it's the rough part of the off season. But I think the rough part is more or less over now. Um, I'm really interested to see what's um, the you know what uh, pieces end up getting built around them as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm interested too. Obviously, I, I think keeping Carpe and Alarm, two of your best players there. So good, good to build around those two players. Maybe get some contenders players in there. See what see what Fusion ends up doing here. Um, I, I would have faith in whoever they sign. They they clearly um, are a team that gets 
brand new, really good talent every year, basically. So um, I, I, I could totally see them just rebuilding and being as good as they were before. Uh, all right, let's move on to New York Excelsior, who in last show we mentioned they scrapped their entire team. Uh, well, we have they have one more player joining that crew, and that is Jonak, the New York Excelsior legend. Been on the team since 2017. Officially released um, from the New York Excelsior. Super sad day for Excelsior fans, I would imagine. But, uh, I mean, if you're Jonak, you're, you're begging to get out of there, I would imagine. Um, based off of, uh, you, you just went through a rebuild year already, Joe, and now they're doing it all over again. It's like, no, I'm not wasting my time here. I'm not wasting my career here anymore. Like I need to go somewhere that's not rebuilding every year. Now I need to, I need some, something as good as the, the, uh, tippy top of, um, the New York Excelsior, which was season one, man. I mean, sad to look at, but not unexpected to this point. Um, what are your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, wherever wherever Jonah ends up, uh, I don't know um, the you know how immediately successful that he ends up you know stepping up to become. And I think um, the the more the, the more success he finds, I think is is just more credit to him as far as that goes. Um, um, yeah, not not super surprising as far as that goes. And uh, another big, um, um, you know, high-profile retirement. I believe. Um, I, I want to say that F, that with that change, uh, I believe at least Carpe is the only uh, season one player still on the same team, uh, which is notable. And it's, you know, Jonah not on a team at all right now. Um, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, big change for sure. Yeah, in esports, it's it's very commendable for for a, a play, especially a new league. This man was on the team from year one of this league. Like uh, Carpe, man, that's pretty nuts. Um, yeah, and current rumors. If you haven't been paying attention to the rumor mill, not official yet, but current rumor is Jonak to Seoul, which um, seems like a fitting place for him to go. To be honest, it's. That's like where his old New York teammates went, basically, and where London season one players went. It seems like Soul just grabs all those veterans. Um, uh, so I, I could totally see that as a landing spot for him. Speaking of Soul, uh, we did not have any news on them last week, and now we do. Uh, they have announced their, who they are dropping, and it's Sabiel B, who is actually retiring. Marvel, Animo, and To You, um, as well as Gesture, has retired. Um, they officially re-signed Profit and Fitz, and they're one of the teams to have a new signing, and it is Stalker. Um, so lots of news out of Seoul since last time we had uh, had one of these. Um, but if you don't know Stalker, he is a DPS player, projectile mainly. Um, uh, who is on Gen G, who of course is Soul Dynasty's contenders team. So uh, that works out. Whew, lots of moves for Soul there. Um, gotta say, I'm happy Profit and Fitz are staying. I think definitely their two best players. Um, their DPS line just consistently really good, and getting Stalker uh, is really good as well. 
Um, so overall, a good start to the offseason for the Seoul Dynasty in what I think they need to do at least. Um, uh, as well as, actually, I forgot to mention Creative, whose 2022 option was exercised. So Creative is uh, still on this roster too. So it's Fitz, Profit, Creative, Stalker. All right, Joe, what do you think of all these moves? Yeah, it's quite a lot. Um, and I think just like with... Um... Uh, just like with Joe Neck uh, on New York, you know, it's it's a, another significant, you know, end of an era kind of post here, um, particularly with, with Sabio Blade, particularly with Gesture. Um, uh, lots, lots of history with that team, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, the, the core that they're sitting at now, um, it, it's it's exciting uh, for the, the handful of teams that have, that have, excuse me, that have started signing rookies. Um, you know, because that seems like a signal to me that they they seem to know what they're doing uh, in terms of this offseason, which um, it, it, I guess number one can be can be commendable, but number two is also um, <laughs> I'm sure that can be can be shaken up too, you know, as as we hear more about PvP and all this kind of stuff. But for Overwatch too. Um, but that being said, yeah, you keep fits, you keep profit. I think those are super integral parts of of what you're looking at <laughs> for if you're uh, the Soul Dynasty, um, and we say goodbye to a couple really big names uh, in the league. Yeah, uh, definitely the gesture at Save You'll Be um, retirements are sad. Um, I think the Save You'll Be one, not, it's not too surprising at this point, um, but the gesture one, definitely a little bit of a surprise for me at least. That I, I thought he was still doing oh, pretty decent. Uh, obviously Marvel was playing over him most of the time, so yeah, it's definitely the end of an era. I'm just glad that Solstice Profit and Fitz, um, both in the league, are Profit here since 2017. Fitz signed with Soul back in 2018. So good to see them still here, and good to see a new face like Stalker. All right, let's head over to the West. With uh, and start off with the biggest piece of news, and it's the San Francisco Shock completely, basically wiping their entire team off. Uh, yeah, that's right. They um, drop Smurf, Ons, Twilight, Tayo, Nero, Glister, FD God, and Choi Obin. And that is a lot of talent on the free agent market right there. I'll tell you what. Um, and one of those players has already signed somewhere else, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, that's a lot of talent right there. It's going to be super interesting to see where these players go, see if they all go to the same place, see what happens with these with these players. Um the good news for the Shock, for Shock fans, is uh, I didn't mention two names there, and that includes Violet and Super. Uh, They're keeping Violet. He was never being dropped in the first place, um, whereas Super was given the chance to test free agency, and they have re-signed him. Uh, so, yeah, Violet, Super, they're staying. I think that's a good core. From what I've heard behind the scenes, of course, I hear more since I, I work for a team. From what I heard, Violet didn't really like the new players that they had brought in. Um, and I do think Violet's one of your most talented talented players. And maybe you um, maybe if you're crusty, you talk to Violet and you try to build a roster with him that maybe he will like. I mean I think he's a super smart, talented player, so um, maybe they do something like that. I mean there's been tons of rumors on who they're signing, nothing official yet. Um, but let's, Joe, what do you think about this, 
Do you think, I mean, the shock, obviously, their disappointing season was that they didn't win the championship. They still went super far in playoffs, looked really good all year. Obviously, they didn't go to Hawaii at all, but when it came down to playoffs, they were still one of the best teams in this league, no doubt. Do you think this was the right move for them? Um, And, I mean, were you surprised that, that this happened here? Yeah, I think surprise is, is definitely one of a good word. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't think it was like automatically necessarily has to be like a terrible decision. Because um, this, this isn't like um, this isn't like the Vancouver Titans, for example, <laughs> dropping um, dropping their roster for for nothing. Um, and I don't know, maybe. Even as I say that, maybe that's a bad example because you know uh, whether or not this team really did anything. I don't know, um, but it, and a lot of that will will depend on how they how they rebuild, I suppose too. But um, but but yeah, hanging on to super good decision, hanging on to violent good decision. Uh, you're right. The the uh, free agent market is just going nuts as far as that goes at this point. Twilight's already gotten picked up, um, which yeah, I'm sure we'll. we'll touch on here in a second i'm sure but um excuse me i, I think the the rumor is smurf to soul as well um as they're building their infinity gauntlet here in this off season mm-hmm. but uh, uh, yeah it, it's definitely uh it, definitely a new strategy for this team i think is fair to say um and like i said as as the roster continues to build uh here in the off season i think we're going to get a clearer picture of What's going on in the in the galaxy brain? Yeah, um, very interesting. As far as um, everyone is, all free agents should be available to to sign here. Um, besides Troy Oldman, by the way, who retired actually. Um, so that's definitely a sad. Sad one. One of the best soft tanks in Overwatch history. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to Vancouver, a team that we definitely would not be surprised if they didn't retain their entire team. And guess what? They did not retain anyone on their team, Joe. Um, Brava, good move. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were only a couple players on here like Changsik or Teru that I think were keepable. But yeah, you might as well just move on from everyone here. I mean, it was a bad team. <laughs> it was a very bad team. Um, obviously, this this organization started off so insanely well with their uh, runaway roster. Ever since then, nothing has looked good for this team. So I'm excited to see what they do in the offseason with, with a bunch of awesome free agents available and what they're able to sign here. But yeah, Joe. Any uh, anything to add on to that? I guess. I mean, not much to say about the Titans. I, this is very expected for me. Yeah, trying something else. I mean, it's what they did uh, last off season, um, and and it didn't work super well. Uh, but you know, maybe there's there's new new uh, new strategies, new new goals for the roster building that we're just gonna have to uh, hang tight and see. Oh yeah. Um, all right, uh, LA Gladiators is up next. I mean, last episode we talked about Mirror and Muse uh, and Ty Dalla and Bird Ring all leaving. 
Um, and we only got two pieces of news since then for the Gladiators. One of them is that they re-signed Kevster. So Kevster will be back on the Gladiators this year, um, as well as Moth leaving. Um, so goodbye to Moth for the for the Los Angeles Gladiators. I mean, they ended up not not quite using uh, Moth as much as they used shoe, shoe and Skewed. So I guess that's the reason why. As far as the rest of this roster currently, Space is testing free agency. So um, he has not decided to sign with anyone quite yet, but he is LFT currently. Um, but uh, Gladiators have not announced his re- him being released quite yet, so definitely could re-sign him as well. Um, all right, that's it for the Gladiators. Um, Moth going, I think, is another pretty big talent on the free agent market. Free agent market's just going to be nuts. Um, next up is London, who hired a head coach in Christopher. Um, who Was he just with Fusion last? Is that who, who he was with? Yeah, we, we alluded to this uh, last week's show, um, and it wasn't uh, official at the time, but now it is. Um, yeah, so he's he's there as a new head coach, and so the <laughs> the the, the uh, necessary follow up was, well, you know, is this one going to sign Chips? Uh, eh, who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I actually just edited an episode of Spilling a Tea where uh, Fusions goes into depth on how Christopher is uh, someone who, he called him. Um, the person who influenced him the most throughout his Overwatch career thinks he's a great coach and thinks he could do great things for London. So that's that's pretty high praise right there. Uh, Let me see. Um, all right, let's move on to Atlanta. Who um, I don't know how. God, I can't. Sorry, I can't remember last week's episode that much. But um, if you didn't know Atlanta, it seems like they are going for. Um, an all-American team, an all-English-speaking team, at least, next year. Um, because it, it seemed like their biggest issue was um, language barrier, apparently. Uh, so they dropped Iris, Edison, and Massa, and we got our first trade of the offseason, which was uh, the Atlanta Rain trading Pelican to Houston. Um and Houston very much hyped this up a lot and said, hey, we're coming. This is the year we're going to come and play. We are not messing around. We're making. We're going to be making big signings here. Um, and yeah, they got Pelican, who um, rumor is Pelican wanted out of Atlanta Reign. So I think he requested this trade. Uh, I mean, not specifically to Houston. I don't know if players can be like, I specifically want to go here. Um, but... Uh, Pelican requested a trade in general, and they have traded him to the Houston Outlaws. Man, I mean, I, I imagine it's it was a good deal. I imagine they got a lot of money from this, Joe, and based off the fact that Pelican didn't want to be there anymore, I mean, it ends up being a good deal for Atlanta. You can't complain. You can't be like, what are you doing, Atlanta? you got to keep this guy. But it's like, well, if he doesn't want to be there, you obviously can't keep him um, because he's not going to play well. Um, if he doesn't want to be there. So, yeah, sucks for Atlanta, but Atlanta's going in a new direction here, direction here and they've they've never been a bad organization. The only year they've you could really even consider them bad was their second season, which was 2020, and they still did pretty well. They were, like, middle of the table. So, yeah, overall, 
This direction for Atlanta, I guess, makes kind of sense. Obviously, they finished second overall, made it to the championship. It sucks that it, their players clearly, I guess, still weren't getting along despite the fact that um, they made it that far. So, yeah, new looks for Atlanta. Uh, if you didn't know that their current roster is Gator Hawk Kai. Uh, so the only English speaker they did not keep was Masa. Thoughts on these Atlanta moves, Joe? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um, uh, you know significant decisive. I don't think it's going to be um, a super big issue um, um, for them for them to build a nice roster there. Um, um, I, I saw somebody make the joke that uh, Pelican just refuses to play with tanks that aren't named after animals, <laughs> uh, which I thought was funny because <laughs> obviously Gator and Hawk on Atlanta, um, and now hey. over to the Houston Outlaws, uh, we're playing with Piggy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, it's another team, uh, you know, that we like we're talking about. It's this the time to start building um, and getting creative, um, uh, it's, it's seeing. Uh, seeing what you're able to do with these rosters, you know, maybe it's, um, um, you know, maybe Funny Astro comes over here. I don't know. That'd be that'd be a that'd be a nice signing for Atlanta, um, uh, just for example. But yeah, um, uh, we you know we, we at least know uh, we have some kind of picture of where they're headed at this point. Yeah, um, nice to see that. Uh, let's let's continue on talking about Houston. We already talked about the fact that they have Pelican. Um, they ended up dropping uh, Happy Dreamer Crimson uh, off this this roster. This this is followed up by their original two droppings, which were Jangu and Juby. Uh, now Crimson Happy Dreamer added to that. And honestly, after after those drops, I was like, oh, especially Happy, and I think Crimson had a pretty good year too. I was like, oh, that's that's rough. Um, it felt like, oh God, Outlaws might be going budget this year, but then that Pelican trade happened and it was like, they are not going budget this year. They are going the opposite of budget. They're going spend everything. Um, and I do think uh, Pelican is an upgrade from Happy, I'll be honest. it's a Happy is a really good player, um, but Pelican, younger and um, just a bit younger and I think a little bit better. Um, so it is a bit of an upgrade, I think, especially if maybe Happy wasn't, uh, didn't want to be there anymore or anything like that. Sometimes that happens. Um, so right now their roster is Dante Piggy. Oh yeah, they re-signed Dante, by the way. Didn't mention that. Dante Piggy, uh, Pelican, and I guess technically Jake, if he's not moving away from playing to a full-time coaching role or anything like that, um, which he hasn't announced anything quite yet. All right, what do you think about this basis for Houston? I mean, and they even mentioned they're going all out in in their tweets. So this is just the beginning, apparently, Joe. Uh, What do you think about this? Yeah, I think this is a a great situation where, you know, you play into the momentum and and (laughs) keep rolling. As far as that goes, um, uh, you know, building up what um, what you're able to achieve last season. Uh, you, you use that to attract some players, you know, you get some money. I don't know how much money they have, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Pelican. It's a it's a great start for that. Um, uh, the, like I was talking last week, I was surprised, um, you know, that you go with Piggy or John Goo necessarily. Um, I actually, yeah, I don't know if I said that or not, but <laughs> um, yeah, you got Piggy. Uh, I assume you'll you'll run up with some kind of. 
uh, tank edition, uh, fill out your support line, particularly yeah, if Jake ends up um, seven away from playing, which I wouldn't be super surprised about. Um, and, and yeah, this is a team with lots and lots of room for growth still, um, which is, is definitely a good position to be in if you're if you're a Houston fan. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely a good position to know. Like, the Pelican signing makes you know, like, okay, this team's willing to spend money. Like, once you saw those drops, you're, I bet your heart drops as a Houston fan. You're like, oh, no, we're going budget. We're, it's over. Like, we had such a good year. We're just going to be bad again. And then you see the Pelican trade, and you're like, thank the Lord. We are still going to be good next year. They're willing to spend money. Yes. Uh, so good for Houston, especially after their best year yet. Uh, you just want to keep getting better from there. Now let's move on to the um, insane dumpster fire, I guess, that is the Florida Mayhem situation. Um, it continues to happen here. I mean, obviously you saw them. They they um, they did drop basically all their players except Yaki. Uh, and then you find out, I'm pretty sure you find out via the, um, the, uh, the player contract place that they all had 2022 options as well. <laughs> so they just declined their options, all of them, uh, dropped everyone basically and decided to rebuild, which, I mean, you had a disappointing year, but you had, like, you did have almost one of the hardest schedules. It was such a good year. Like, man, is it, it's, I feel like it's hard to make this decision if you're the Florida man, but they have gone with it. Um, their head coach, Kuki left the team. Um, I believe they got a new coach, yeah, Goomba, Gumba, uh, who used to be the coach of the Boston Uprising, actually, and the L.A. Valiant. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he will be joining uh, he, after his little uh, break. And then, as far as the rest of the news goes, uh, OG and BQB have both announced they're retiring. Sad. I think OG obviously had a overall pretty disappointing career um very hyped up player who i don't think performed up to those expectations really throughout his entire career uh whereas bqb is the exact opposite i mean the man was so good uh him and yaki carrying this florida roster year after year one of the best dps lines in the entire league sad to see him go really sad to see him go uh thoughts on these florida moves joe yeah, I think uh, you know at this point you're super committed to it. Um, <laughs> you know, committed to the rebuild. Um, definitely not a bad thing. I think um, um, BQB uh, leaving the team makes more sense if he's not going to be playing at all. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I, I thought that was uh, uh, sort of a, a questionable change at the time. I think, or at that's our last show, I think. But um, but yeah, retiring definitely, you know. Bad, it's a bad thing to see him go, and, and OG as well. Uh, lots, lots of big names to this show, where, uh, and maybe, maybe more. I assume that we'll see as we go. I, I don't know. Uh, further into the off season, but uh, yeah, yeah, shooting for a mixed roster. Uh, going back to some, you know, OG Florida <laughs> strategies, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it'll be, it'll be something to see. That's for sure. Hopefully, not too OG here. Um, (laughs) let's see what they do Uh, All right, we mentioned Twilight had gotten signed earlier and this is where he ended up the Toronto Defiant which I think is one of the least likely places Joe I would have expected him to go I'll be honest Um, I think Toronto each year they kind of have 
signings in the offseason where I'm kind of meh on almost all of their signings. Sometimes they're big names who I'm just like, okay, this is a big name, but they, are they good anymore? But Twilight, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, this is this is a pretty good signing. Did not expect this to be his landing place. So um, congrats to Toronto on getting Twilight. He joins Hisu for a, a great two-man roster of Hisu Twilight. What do you think of this signing, Joe? Uh, yeah, they're gonna nail it. It's just great. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, you know, tr- Toronto um, uh, definitely put together some good pieces. Um, I, I know I said that about their roster last year too. Uh, didn't didn't quite execute the way we had expected, but, um, but yeah, things are, are looking. Um, well, things may be looking <laughs> looking out uh, well for them. It just depends on how you know things continue to evolve. Yeah. Um, gonna be interesting to see. I mean, one one player is is good, but you you definitely need more here, Toronto. We'll see if they can do it. Um, the uprising have officially dropped uh, Gable C, uh, which makes sense. Uh, that Punk and him same hero pools basically. It's you gotta choose one of them at this point, and it looks like they have chosen Punk. So GBS moving on. That's another very good free agent on the market right there. Um, like I think those were Punk and GBS, two of the best off tanks in the league, fighting for that starting role this year. So, yeah, that's uh, definitely rough for for him, who ended up losing that one out. I'm sure someone will pick him up for sure, and he will be starting because he's really good. Uh, anything to to add on to that, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Not super surprising. I know we had a discussion about Boston last week too um, uh, just in terms of that off tank situation but yeah good on Funk um, uh, hope, definitely have a uh, as good a season next year as they did this one I think that's going to be excellent Yeah. Um, alright Washington moves Washington another free agent signing we just mentioned earlier that Houston dropped happy well Washington's the team that ended up getting happy uh, so congrats to them at at first that signing i was very confused as as to why that was the landing spot uh, for happy because washington i thought their strongest area was their dps they were one of their biggest problems in the season was they were playing jerry who ended up being really good in those like he was he was the best player on uh in the game when he whenever he came in um, but they were just missing Decay's leadership or something. Um, because I think Jerry was really good mechanically, but Decay, apparently, you just need him out there for the hard carry. Um, but you had Decay, Decay assassin Jerry, which was a nutty, nutty damaged trio right there. Uh, I mean, assassin is so good. Decay, of course, one of the best in the league. And now you add Happy into that, and I'm like, they're just hoarding all the good DPS. Um, and one of them's not going to play, and that's sad. They did end up dropping Jerry, so it is just Decay, Assassin, Happy. But still, like, one of those three players, Joe, is going to be on the bench um, for for maps or whatever during a game. Like, that's insane uh, that they were able to snag Happy. Um, obviously, Justice... It, I, I'm leaving all my thoughts on Justice until they play a game, because... Last year, one of the best <laughs> rosters um, in the league, but it did not matter at all, clearly. Uh, thoughts on the side of Joe? 
Yeah, there there definitely is that as a consideration. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, good pick up for him. Good, good. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, building up on on the DPS. Um, clearly, this is a team that's not um, averse to that strategy <laughs> of just you know layering in the the DPS players. So yeah, that's fine. It's uh, I assume they'll be able to execute it well and um, just kind of evolve from there. Um, again, another team that's you know clearly not done. We'll we'll watch as as things get changed. Um, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see what else they do. I know they've been rumored for some other big signings. So hey, I guess you just keep signing good players, and and it'll work eventually, maybe. Um, all right, uh, Dallas made a signing. I think this was like. A couple hours before recording, actually, they made the signing. Um, they signed um, Chio, who I actually don't know that much about. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> um, but I believe this is a contender contender support player. Uh, played for O2 Blast most recently, uh, but also played for Runaway. Uh, so that's if you recognize his name, it's probably from Runaway. Um, so and, and uh, O2 Blast, I believe, um, uh, and they they referenced it in the post to uh, most recent um, yep. contenders champions. Yes, most recent content, uh, South Korean contender seasons. So. Yeah, always. That's cool. Yeah, always a safe bet to sign one of the most recent Korean contenders champions. I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> always a safe bet. If, if history is any indication. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he. If you want, if you're wondering, oh, he was on Runaway. He was, he, why haven't I seen him in the league? It's because he just turned 18 last month, so he is finally eligible to play in Overwatch League. And the Dallas Fuel are the team that will be uh, having them on their team. And this is actually pretty big because they only had one support player uh, previously, and that was Fielder and off or uh, Flex support. And now they have their main support, Chio. So you could see him in that Dallas Fuel starting lineup. It looks like. Um, very nice pickup and signing for the Dallas Fuel there. Should be um, a good repl replacement for Jexay, who actually probably had his best year yet, Jexay did, um, this past year. But uh, don't blame him if they wanted to sign someone new. Um, Chio, good signing. Um, anything to say about Chio? That's our last signing of the day, actually, too. So anything to say? Yeah, it's been, it's been quite a whirlwind. So I'll have to see... Uh, he's, he's got some some big shoes to fill as far as um, <laughs> you know coming in for Jackson and all that, but um, uh, but yeah, I think Dallas. Uh, it, it's the the more the more this kind of news we we keep getting, and the more free agents there are, and the more um, the you know big changes and stuff that we see. Um, uh, it's just super exciting for more as far as that goes. You know, both with the game. Um, and with these rosters, and it's it's just it's good stuff. Oh yeah, and rumors are flying. If you follow Halo Thoughts on Twitter, you know rumors are flying. So uh, I imagine we will be getting more signings by the week. So we'll continue to do shows as we get more signings in here to talk about. Um, but yeah, overall so far, some good signings so far for some teams. Obviously, most of these teams don't have enough players for me to, for us to give full thoughts yet. But good starts for some of these teams here. Uh, but, yeah, thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. And then our show has Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. 
you're listening to this in one way, if you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flight.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Um, continue to enjoy uh, this frantic off-season.